Okay. All right. So week seven. So week seven. Almost two months into this journey. Yep. How, how are you feeling about this? I am super encouraged by like the response from people. There has been several people that have been really, really encouraging. We're kind of talking about it before and just how yeah. they kind of are getting our vision and our desire for community and they're getting our desire to speak more into what creativity is and what it looks like to be a part of the kingdom. So I'm encouraged as far as that is going. Yeah. I felt like it's, um, I think I agree with all of that for sure, but I'm a little taken aback by, it feels like it's slow going though. Oh, it's definitely slow going. It's a little bit slower than I think I had anticipated. Like I was kind of thinking, oh, we're going to have like all this great online conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I think part of the problem is. I don't think that social media has done anyone a service in creating any actual community because it's true it's like false community it is false community because you scroll you lurk you like i'm doing the finger thing where you're scrolling and you're consuming yeah but you're never really stopping and pausing and interacting yeah i think interaction has to be intentional and i think the more we talk about it the more it'll catch on like I had a conversation with my mom (laughs) it was if you haven't noticed on her Instagram Jan Stam (laughs) is making her appearance there she's our number one she is because she realized I was talking to her about Instagram algorithm and social media algorithm she didn't even know any of that existed she had no idea that if she doesn't interact she will not see certain people certain businesses certain things that she follows unless she chooses to actually verbalize with them right and so she was blown away and she was like well i want to see all this so i'm going to comment all the time and so so and she wants to encourage and she wants to do that but she didn't know any of that until i had a conversation with her and maybe a lot of people don't know that yeah it's not even so much so that hey look at what we're doing but it's hey we want to interact with you and the only way that this is going to grow is if If people do it take part of it which i I mean, I guess I understand it, but I hate that at the same time. Because it's we're so lazy. And because because it's easy just to, why can't it be there? Like, we right. used to have the timeline in Instagram and Facebook where, yep. like, it would just show up no matter what. Yep. Instagram and Facebook and even Snapchat at this point yeah. got really smart that if you don't interact right. and if you aren't taking part on a regular basis, yeah. you will not see. I know. So they've taken the the ability to lurk and just exist as a business, especially mm. away because you have to have people interacting with you. Yeah. So maybe mm. this is a exhortation to the people who are yeah. listening, <laughs> freaking <Yeah. laughs> uh, take part in it. We yeah. want to hear your thoughts. We totally. want. And I get that again, like a podcast, people are consuming it and they're wanting to just listen and right. kind of zone out. Right. But I think the responsibility, if we're wanting to actually change the culture and recreate the culture, like what we breathe new life into, right. what we know is of, of interacting with each other online, which is the beginning part to community, yep. we've got to act different. We've got to look different. Totally. Yeah, totally. So this week we're going to talk about prayer, which... On the surface, I'm like, that seems kind of weird. We have this kind of more, I mean, obviously, this is like our faith and it's a, quote, spiritual Mm -hmm. (laughs) sided, you know, conversation. Mm -hmm. But we've decided to spend a whole day or a whole podcast talking about prayer. I think it's good. Like, I think that like when I look at the vision of what I want this podcast to be, like when, when we set out at the beginning, for me, my creativity is not mine alone mine is part of i'm part of the body of christ and so being a part of the body of christ means i'm taking active part of being body of christ and it means i'm actively growing and so for me as a creative if i'm going to be actively growing prayer has to be a pillar of whatever that growth is like we go show up on a sunday we get fed teaching we get fed Mm. worship music wise and so for me prayer is a is another like foundational thing to being a creative so i feel like it's important to talk about yeah. it. I don't know. I feel like it's easy to talk about God as being creator. Right. It's easy to talk about, well, this is the talent he's given me. It's easy to talk about even like interview other creatives. But I think when you get down to the nitty gritty of where your creativity comes and how you grow as a creative, I feel like it has to have prayer attached to it. Right. So for me, prayer seems like a no brainer. Right. Yeah. It feels twofold. Like um, prayer reveals my dependence on God Mm -hmm. for all things like I can't do anything 
aside, you know, apart from him. And it gives an opportunity to like really slow down and listen to the spirit and be led and fed by the spirit. Absolutely. To even just pray for creativity. I mean, I pray that a lot, especially like before Before I go to a session. Yeah, totally. God, would you let me see with the way that you see? God, would you let me love them the way you love them? Yeah. God, will you let me be creative because I'm not feeling it right, right. now? <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. that's totally true. So prayer to me, yeah, I yeah. agree. It's so that's why it fits. It does. It does fit, and it's our podcast. And we want to talk about it. <laughs> so we're talking about prayer. That's right. Um, yeah. So prayer is a word that describes a relationship. Disciplines of prayer provide patterns for attending to for attending to God throughout the day. Mm-hmm. They open us up to divine dialogue through an intentional encounter with the Trinity. I don't know where I read that. But, but dang, that is thick. I know. That's, I thought it was beautiful. It the, is, yeah. The relationship, the um, the idea of patterns for attending to God throughout the day is really good. Even that phrase, attending to God. Mm-hmm. We do not typically attend to God. We attend no. to ourselves. Totally. We attend to our own needs. We yep. don't attend to what his will is. Yeah. It's we're fitting him into our will right the hmm. divine dialogue through an intentional encounter with the trinity it is like you're intentionally asking for his presence you're intentionally asking for like his lens his eyes his you're you're intent you're asking for an encounter with god essentially i thought it was ephesians 4 you might know but the you know prayer the idea of like praying about all things all the time but that god wants to be connected to us through prayer through his spirit so whether it's deep contemplative prayer alone in your whatever prayer closet or I I hate that term but I think Mm. people know what I mean when I say it yeah or you're driving down the road and somebody pops into your mind and you're praying like all of that is connecting to God connecting to the spirit well there is the Ephesians 3 that it's now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine I think maybe I was thinking about that and then I think I was thinking about another verse that First Thessalonians 5.17 says pray without ceasing give thanks in every circumstance but I like the Ephesians verse that you were talking about what is do you have it open? Yeah Uh, 3.20 now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church Mm -hmm. yeah this idea that He's able to do all the more that we could ask. So why wouldn't we ask? More than we can imagine. That's mm-hmm. pretty That's pretty all-encompassing and pretty deep. I feel like sometimes when I'm praying for something that feels like it's a really big or I just feel like it's literally going to take a miracle, I, I think of that verse and think like, no, I'm, I'm told to do this. Mm. I'm told to ask in faith and pray about it. I think that we could have talked about that at the beginning about books to read that help with this oh yeah we should have said the paul miller book because he talks about that and that about there's nothing too small to pray about you're supposed to go like a child totally and we don't because we think that there's no way this is going to happen but a child when they ask for prayer they literally like okay i want a pony right (laughs) like literally yeah and we think ponies are too big yeah okay i think it'd be good to talk about some of the difficulties yeah. uh, that go into prayer and the hangups, maybe yeah. a little bit that go into prayer. I wrote that it's hard to pray. Yep. Like before I go on to the other notes, I led a small group for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And at the end of group, you always ask, does anybody want to pray? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, cricket, cricket. Yep. Nobody wants to pray yeah. because it's hard to pray because you feel like there's a right way to pray or a wrong way to pray. And yep. you don't want to look like a turd. So like, you're like, I'm not going to say the wrong words right or whatever or if it's like somebody's already prayed all the good prayers are taken it's totally like, true. i don't know what to pray for now <laughs> like they so said all the words i, I echo their I prayers echo. <laughs> i echo their the prayers echo that's the church thing to say <laughs> but i wrote it's hard to pray because something's wrong with this totally. um our natural desire to pray comes from creation we were made in the image of god mm-hmm. i think of adam and eve it was natural for them to be in communication yep. with god on a regular basis but i think because of the fall our inability to pray comes from the fall from our rebellion so evil distraction dissension has marred um whatever the image of god was intended in the beginning we want to talk and be in communication with god but we can't the friction of our desire to pray combined with our badly damaged prayer antenna leads to constant frustration paul miller said it's as if we've had a stroke (laughs) which i was like that's so true because like when you have a stroke you have like you your mind almost can see how you're supposed to act, but then like right. like a lot of times when you have a stroke, half of your body is paralyzed and it's just not yep. responding the way that it was supposed to respond. And I feel like sin distorts our ability to even communicate with oh. God or to talk to God. Yeah. 
So I thought that was pretty yeah. poignant as far as it's, it's as if we had a stroke, a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to For prayer sure. and talking to God. There's another, here's another book recommendation. Her name is Ruth Haley Barton. She wrote a book on silence and solitude. Anybody who needs more of that, but. I think everyone needs more silence and solitude. She's a great writer. She's, anyway, she's great. But cool. she says, uh, in solitude, I make the frustrating discovery that often my mind keeps me flailing around rather than settling into rest in God. I begin to notice all the ways my mind distracts me from the very thing my soul is longing for, the experience of rest, union, and communion with God. I love that. It's funny. I I do yoga with uh, Sarah Buckingham Mm -hmm. on Sundays, and I was telling a little bit about being outside under the stars and having it go from sunset to stars. But one thing that she's really good at, and I love doing yoga with her because she's a believer, and so her perspective is less self-focus and more on god focus but she takes time and this week was especially hard because she took a good like five to ten minutes of being quiet and 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 you were supposed to pray with god and you were supposed to be quiet and i'm sitting there going how many minutes has it been in my head oh my gosh was that a bird noise that i just heard right there oh my gosh i have visual idea over there my mind would not rest but i wanted to have this quiet and this internal I don't know, let go of whatever the loudness of my brain. And so like, it's something like she just said that, that Ruth Haley Barton just mm-hmm. said, I begin to notice all the ways that my mind distracts me. We are not in the habit of being right. still. We are not in the habit of quieting our mind and prayer has the ability, I think, to do that. Yeah. yeah. This book specifically talks about the, just implementing the discipline of being quiet and re- in turning, trying to turn your mind off. And it's really hard at first. Silence is something I'm trying to be better about practicing weekly where for 20 or 30 minutes, I just, there's no music, there's no podcast, there's no TV, but I'm just trying to be quiet. Like Mm. I'm not even praying. Like I'm literally just trying to turn the noise off in my mind just to connect with God, just to hear from him. And you know, it is a discipline because it's hard. I started doing that in the car about two years ago where you just don't turn the radio on. You just don't turn on Spotify. You don't turn on your music and you be silent in the car and you be intentional about being quiet in the car. And it's funny because I'll get in the car now with Matt and he always has the radio on. He doesn't even hear it. So like (laughs) there'll be like advertisements on and I'm like, do you not hear how noisy that is? And how like, like how loud that feels in my head, but we don't, we do not. I'm trying to imagine like some of the, the, listeners that are listening to this like i'm thinking of the 20 somethings who always have airpods in their ears yep. and always have music going yeah like there's always a soundtrack to the other day or i'm thinking of like the moms with kids and like them almost laughing i was like yeah i'm gonna get yep. 20 minutes today like, when is that gonna be happening oh, i know yeah because you remember those days and then I, I just think of the different kinds of people that are listening to us and the discipline it would take yep. to just find 20 minutes a day to be quiet right which is why prayer is supernatural Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. It's beyond what we can do. It's beyond even like of this world. When you talk about the world being so noisy, stopping to connect with God in another realm almost, it is supernatural. Which I feel like people get heebie-jeebie out, and that's why I kind of wanted to have the conversation yeah. because nobody really wants to say that I'm having a conversation God in it with God in another realm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, God is here and now. Yes, God, the Holy Spirit is with his people. But you are, in a sense, stopping the what's in front of your face and you're choosing to have heaven thoughts. You're choosing to have God thoughts. You're choosing to have conversations with God of the universe. Well, it's an acknowledgement that God is here and that his spirit is here. And it's an acknowledgement that there's a way to live with God that is not the way of this world. Mm. So when you think about like new creation and heaven and how will that be i think prayer like touches that touches on that a little bit i think you talked a little bit about just the discipline of prayer but i think prayer is also in with intention like i am intending to do this and i'm intending to focus and not be flippant about it but to yeah be intentional with it right which is hard to do and it's something that i think you've shined a light in my life as far as just discipline, the mm. discipline of your faith and what it means to grow and become more dependent, less on myself and more on God. Prayer and being disciplined yeah. with prayer as an action. So yes, prayer is supernatural. Prayer is difficult, but being intentional with, yeah, it's just a discipline. Yeah. I, I don't know if my, yeah. I, it's not coming out well, the way I, I wanted to say it. I've never met somebody who's felt like their prayer life's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know how to define what amazing would be. But I do feel like, well, first of all, I feel like people are really just too hard on on themselves when it comes to prayer. 
Unless you're not like ever praying at all, which then way. I think that I think you're yeah. I think it's a pendulum. I think you're either too hard on yourself. I'm yeah. like I'm not doing it right, or right. you're on the other side of the pendulum, and I'm I can't do it, so therefore I'm lazy, and therefore right. I'm not going to do it, and I'm not getting anything out of it, so therefore I'm not going to do it. I think right. you miss out on whatever that right that benefit of prayer is as well. Like again, going back to my small group experience of girls, you have the girls who always are like, yeah, I'll pray, and they're better at it because they do it because yeah. they are habitually like even my own self like I think of my own prayer prayer life and I think of I'm better at it I'm not shy about talking to God on a regular basis right. I think you're not as good about it and I think you're not seeing the effects of prayer or you're not your heartbeat isn't changing towards prayer because you're not doing it as often as you should yeah. be when my kids were little they always would kind of pray for the same thing mm -hmm. you know and at first it's cute and you just want them to be in the habit of praying but then there came a time where I would say, you know, like to Reagan, who's my recently most youngest, who still kind of does this, you know, pray for other things. Don't pray. Not that it's bad, but it's you're have you're saying the same thing over and over. If I said the same thing to you over and over, it would feel it becomes like, mundane. It yeah, becomes it would pointless. feel impersonal. And yeah. you're not really even thinking about what you're saying. You're just kind of memorizing something completely. You know? Not that. Okay, now memorizing certain prayers is good. For <laughs> so, so much, much to go through. Out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. But just this idea that it's not interpersonal. It's not thoughtful, mindless prayers. I guess it, it's it's the childlikeness. Like that's good to kind of almost like thinking of the growth of like a baby toddler yeah. child. You have to start with the simple prayers. You have right. to start with the simple ask. But I feel like in order to see growth and in order to, to, to experience what prayer actually does and like has action, there's meat that has to come with it yeah. that you're that you're kind of digging deeper into. But anyways, you, you had said prayer is supernatural. And so you had written a couple things yeah. about that. So yeah, that prayer is quite literally a life source. Mm -hmm. Jesus models this where he goes off alone all the time i love to god. pray i mean he is he is god i feel like we skim over that i feel like that like yes yeah. like every once in a while like before like the crucifixion when he goes and he prays and he sweats blood because he's so intense with his praying mm -hmm. but he did that all throughout his ministry mm -hmm. where he went away he was super intentional about being quiet going away and and it, it was always when he was really when it was really busy really when it wasn't i mean there are times where he goes off in the morning which feels like a convenient time, but there are times where he just kind of leaves and prays. And it's funny because when we're in the middle of like hype and attention, we tend to turn towards the crowd and want to like fuel the we fire. We dig into ourselves. We dig into, I can do it. Look what we're doing. Yeah. This is like, we're, we're, we're doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where Jesus doesn't, he withdraws and he, you know, draws on instead of whatever that like esteem and power that crowds would give you, he doesn't draw on that. He draws on steam and power of God yeah. by withdrawing and spending time with him. That's really good. Um, yeah, Matthew 6. Um, I'll open up to Yeah, it. you can read it. Okay. In Matthew 6, 5, it says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may, they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I kind of get two things out of that. So the first one is obviously the command to pray. So when you do it, the expectation is that this is something that you will do. And he's not even speaking against what the prayer is. It's not what, it's the going and the doing, the being in the secret place. I know some people, which is fine, feel like they literally have to go to their secret place or their prayer closet. But I think more so it's just this idea of finding a place in a space that leaves you undistracted. And praying around the dinner table is great, but that's not, that's a different prayer than when you're alone mm -hmm. with God. You know? Well, I think like reading it, I think it's twofold what we just read. I think that it's, it's again, going back to the small group. There were the girls who were like, yeah, I'll pray. And our father, how we love you. Right. And like, there's this almost look at how good I can pray. <laughs> like, yep. even that's ridiculous to say that you're a good prayer because right. you know how to use loftier words. But versus the person that goes away in their closet, who is going, like you said, there's a difference when praying in public and praying by yourself. And mm. I think the heartbeat of what he's getting at, it, the second part, I think, is the communion with God, the conversation right. with God. When you are in a closet by yourself, there's no, there's no show. Right. There's no loftiness. There's no, right. it's me and God. And yep. This is it. I'm having a conversation. I kind of think about it too. Like 
if I, so I, I'm friends with Jen, right? If I see her, my conversation with her is very natural. Mm-hmm. It's not forced. It's not fake. If I'm meeting somebody that I don't know and I'm trying to have a conversation, it's like rocky and awkward at times. I feel like that's how we feel about prayer. I if agree. we're not doing it all the time, it's like, uh, Lord Jesus, you know, it's like this long, yeah. you know, trying to figure it out, which, you know, I think we all kind of wrestle through that. But the more that you do it, the more natural of a conversation. Yeah. I think it just comes out of and it. God just wants to know you. Yeah. So this, you don't have to put anything on. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to say something magical to connect with God. And again, I mean, it speaks a little bit of your pride and your insecurity. Yeah. It, it, it's when you're when you're praying with somebody else or in public it exposes how often you pray and exposes a little bit of how you pray. And so yeah. I get the insecurity and the totally. pride of wanting to sound like that, but I think that the more that we practice it, the more it becomes more natural and just right. who we are. I think some of the best moments of prayer that I've had that have helped me kind of get over that is just praying in like small group, like in mm-hmm. my small group or, you know, whatever, and being able to listen to the way that other people pray I mean, it can definitely make you feel like, oh, I wish I could think that way or pray that way. But it more like encourages me to just be normal and be Mm -hmm. myself when my friends are praying. And it's like, oh, that sounds, that doesn't sound lofty, Mm -mm. you know? Well, I would agree. Like thinking about like my own experiences with praying with other people, what is encouraging to me is when I'm just talking out loud to God. I can say what's on my heart and what I feel like the Holy yeah. Spirit has put on my heart to pray about. And then I'm listening to other people yeah. and listening to them pray what's genuinely on their heart. And it's just a genuine, yep. oh, my heart becomes in tune with that person. Oh, no. And then not just to pray one time in the end, amen, we're done, but then to kind of feed off of each other's prayers right. and to actually converse with one another through prayer requests, through praying, through it, all of the different ways to pray to God with each other and then it kind of it's like real community it's that it's that my heart is in tune with this person we're thinking we're talking to god about the same things and we're asking the same thing of god there's just it's a conversation that just kind of weaves itself together because you've asked god to be in the center of it i don't know yeah so i had this experience uh i think it was last year Uh, i was listening to a guy who came in i think he's a pastor and I want to say Portland. I don't know. Anyway, he was talking about prayer. And so he had us run through this exercise. So I'm going to challenge all of you out there. If you're in a small group or family or whatever, next time you go to pray for someone, listen to what they have, what, what they need prayer for, and then just be quiet and listen to what God is putting on your heart. Gosh, that's hard. And then put your hand on the other person Mm. and the person you're praying for will stand there and close their eyes. But the prayer does not. Tyler Johnson yeah. does this. Yeah. And at first, it. it weirded me out at yeah. first. Like, he had everybody, I think it was at, like, a staff, mm-hmm. something, whatever, get in groups of three. Yeah. And you literally put your hands on each other's shoulder, just physical, physical yep. touch, which, yep. oh, that breaks a barrier in yep. itself. But then the prayer with his eyes open. Yeah. It's because he wants you to watch and look and see if what you're doing is help, is right. Like, if, if God is leading you to pray mm-hmm. for somebody... The person receiving that is going to have a reaction to it, you know, which I the first time I was like, so what am I looking for? A smile or a nod? <laughs> a something in the game. Or something. like a, you know, raised eyebrow, you know, but it was really, it was really good. It was hard and super awkward, but I've done it a couple of times. I think if the goal I is to really good. love one another, yeah. like again, going back to Mark and yeah. Love the Lord God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Like for me with that experience, and we're talking of the same experience, being prayed over, being someone's hand physical, almost like a, a father or a brother right. or a sister, hand on your shoulder, physical touch, and then knowing that someone was caring about you that yeah. intensely and that purposefully, it just builds the one totally. another. It builds community. It builds yep. whatever that purposeful heart connection is. Yep. I think it's good. Yep. Yep. Prayer is also, this is my, one of my favorite quotes. A restful spirit is, a, is spiritual warfare in a culture of exhaustion. I really like that. Kind of goes, matches up with what Ruth Haley Barton was saying. But again, mm. it just comes back to being restful, it being supernatural, intentional, all those things. The Bible talks about 
prayer bringing life and rain and fire. The very descriptive, very, very expressive words. Prayer does. Prayer does things. It does. And we just, I feel like either we're too busy or we're too lazy or we're too intimidated Mm. by prayer to not see the purposeful, yeah, like life, rain and fire. I don't know how like more like, like (laughs) all encompassing, like when we look at a rainstorm, like you just want to go out and experience it. You just want to go see it through, whether it's thunderstorm or the gentle rain, whatever, fire, all encompassing, all encompassing in life. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a couple of things that said, but prayer is counterculture, even though at times it feels useless as if we're wasting time, which I hear a lot from people. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like I'm wasting time, like I'm talking into the air. Mm-hmm. Every bone in our body screams, get to work. And when we're not working, we're conditioned to always be entertained by TV, the internet, video games, and the ever-present cell phones make make free time as busy as work. Yep. So much so that when we do slow down, we slip into a stupor, exhausted by our pace of life, we veg out in front of a screen. I, I'm laughing because of the yoga. Like I literally am sitting yeah. there like, saying to my mind, shut up. And it just would not. <laughs> um, but we're uncomfortable with being still and being silent, but our souls are made for communion and rightness with God. And he uses prayer to draw us closer for us to depend on him and not our doing. I went on, I think in the first, I'll turn to first Thessalonians because that was, I felt like Paul was hitting at home. First lessons five sixteen through 18. If you have your Bible, open it again. I'm gonna beat that drum home. But I feel like God's word is powerful. No, it's totally good. And I think it's good to open it yep. up. But First Thessalonians 5:16 says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." I wrote a couple more words, but I'm gonna hang on that for a second. When I talk to like 20 something year old people, I still mentor people and talk with people. And they're like, I just don't know what the will of God is for me. Yeah. If freaking says this is the will of god in christ jesus for you rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances and i feel like paul clearly says that we're supposed to do that when we wonder about god's will for our lives i don't think we need to wonder i think that this is direct as simple as it gets do this right and i think we just don't i know i feel like people want to What's the specifics of life? Do I take this job? Do I buy this house? You know, I don't think we know what it is until we actually sit in communion with God. Like, yeah. And if you're doing those things, I mean, that's faith, right? Mm -hmm. Pray, be part of the one another's, Mm -hmm. give thanks, all of these ways of life that Jesus gives us, do all of those things. And then when you're faced with a decision, step out in faith and make the decision. Mm. I was talking to my friend. Charles. Charles is another fan of ours mm-hmm. on recreating culture, but I was talking to him and he was going through kind of deciding on a, on a fairly big decision. And he was talking about meeting with two mentors in, in specific, but then to specifically pray over that. Yeah. Like I was, I just thought it was super good of him to realize prayer is the huge part of it. God yep. has got to speak through the Holy spirit. Yes. He speaks through the one another's, which I feel like we gravitate towards. Like I'm right. just going to talk to so-and-so about it and I'll right. get a little bit more clarity on it. Right. But we, glaze over the fact that we have the opportunity to talk with the God of the universe to get clarity, but we don't still ourselves long enough to actually yeah. discipline ourselves to do that. Yeah. My husband and I, um, last year were trying to kind of comes to term with a decision and the Bible doesn't speak specifically to this particular topic. And so we took to praying, we're, um, involved in a small group. So we talked to other godly people and then we felt like after a series, you know, or after a, a season, that we, you know, we came to a decision and it was like, we're just going to step out in faith unless God says something else. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of working out your faith. Sometimes the Bible isn't specifically clear on Mm. decisions. And so you have to, that's why I feel like being in community is super important because you need another voice in your head. I I think that's helpful. I think even this podcast, like even how, like thinking back to the origins of us doing this, I remember the first time that we recorded God, will you bless this? God, will you? Yep. We both have felt like the, this has been laid on our hearts. We have larger dreams, but this yep. is like a stepping stone to whatever we feel like you've laid on both of our hearts. We're going to be obedient as, but God, would you bless this? Would yep. you bless our conversation? Would you bless our desire to see more creative community mm-hmm. and more creative growth through the words that we're saying? But I feel like, yes, we needed each other. And yes, we needed to kind of like bounce whatever that was off of each other. Right. But we also needed the Holy Spirit to be fanned in both of our hearts yeah. to respond and act and do and be obedient. Yeah. And I think we could both say pretty adamantly that it was, it was very 
uh, supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were both feeling and thinking a lot of the same thoughts, which was, which is funny. Like, I feel like we've talked about some people, (laughs) but like even the very beginning of like, I had just stepped away from student ministries. I was craving different community. I was craving community just in general. And you happened to walk by and you were going through a book and like, you were like, you want to go through a book together? And it was like, yeah, I want to do that. But before that kind of put all these dreams and these thoughts in both of our hearts written down in two separate notebooks and God is doing stuff. Like those of you listening, we love this podcast, but in our, in our minds and our hearts, I don't think this is the end goal of whatever God has put on our hearts, but we're being obedient to praying over it, talking about it. And then inviting other people into right. it. Yeah. There's yeah. never the Summer and Jen show. No, which is like... why, again, the, the chastisement in the beginning, <laughs> freaking participate! Because it's not just the Summer and Jen That's show. Right. So, yeah, what yeah. is the what is the purpose of prayer? We talked about how hard it is. We talked about how it is supernatural. Yeah. But what is the purpose of praying? So, just kind of reiterating. Re- reiterating. Wow, my, I'm, good, I'm good at words today. <laughs> to be fair, it's later in the day. So, it's, it's, it's just not coming out. Uh, but to find rest, quiet, peace. It's not just another to-do. For the Christian, we have eternal life now, not later. This idea that when I die, that's when I get to have eternal life is a wrong view of what the Bible is saying. We get it now. Jesus says, which is which, like, pause on that for a second. Yeah. That's total. Again, it's a culture shift in how we view life. Like it's eternal life and the here and now, like the foretaste of the kingdom. We're supposed to be living in a way that is right for the rest of our life. And I feel like we've kind of touched on that a little bit. But even prayer, I feel like, is that. Yeah, I I don't know if I wrote this down for later, but I read somewhere about prayer being the currency of heaven, and like it's the way that you talk and interact with God now. Because if we live in this kind of already but not yet time where Jesus has come and the kingdom has come with him, but not until new creation is all that fully realized, there's this tension that we live in. And so we look at prayer as like a way to stay connected to what is to come. And yet it's already kind of here. I like that. And I'm thinking of like prayer as currency, like prayer as money, Mm. prayer as prayer is what your riches are. Yeah. How rich are you going to be when he comes to heaven? Right. Like, are you in constant money exchange with God? Like, it right. sounds so petty and stupid. How much, How much cash you got, got up in heaven? Because <laughs> you've been praying. It's totally true. Yeah. But I like that because it, it puts a little bit more weight and a little bit more emphasis on the discipline and the get to this side of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I wrote it. It was the next sentence. Oh, good. It's the same thought. (laughs) Yeah. So prayer becomes the relational currency between his people and him. It's a much richer way of viewing our relationship with God through prayer. That's a good word. Richer. Richer. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Prayer is just not for us. Prayer moves up and out into the world. I like that. Books to read that help on this. The Paul Miller book has completely changed my life. Praying life. Yeah. Yeah. Has completely changed my habits my my thinking on prayer my importance of prayer yep. it's just i'm very pragmatic i'm very simple mm-hmm. so the way that he describes prayer as one being childlike there is no prayer that is too small like really really hit home with me because i yep. tend to think that god doesn't care about this prayer god doesn't mm-hmm. care about this why would i even bother him with this like it, you, you get this mentality the longer that you've been in your faith especially god doesn't need to worry about right. that but no, that's that's not the up and out into the world. If I literally care about the details and I go like a child to him with the details, I feel like, one, the ability to see answered prayer. And so my prayer and purpose in prayer grows and like dependence on that grows. Yep. But also prayer does things. I don't know. Yep. I don't know specifically like the Bible isn't specific of like God's changing his mind because of prayer. But he tells us to pray often right. and he tells us that it matters. So if I'm going to do that and I want to see change in the world, I have got to be in the, in the practice of praying like a child, yep. praying often like a child and expecting things to change and to and to move and God to move in the world. I just yeah. feel like that just all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I don't know if I want to like open a can of worms, but we can always I edit will. it. We can always we can edit it out. Go for it. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think part of the hang up with praying is that um like you said people like don't think it does anything and mm-hmm. we kind of say, "Well, no, prayer's not to change God's mind, it's to change us." But there's a story in Genesis where Moses prays to God on behalf of the people. And it literally says yeah. yeah, that God changed his mind. And yeah. while I don't have any theological answers Depth to that. Depth to that, whatever, but it's there. It is compelling. Yeah. And it does make me feel like, you know, there's rabbit holes galore. Well, maybe God knew that he was going to do that so he could say that he could change he could his mind. He could theologize yeah. or whatever, theologize. Yeah. But I just... Worse? 
theologize. Yeah. Theologize. Yeah. <laughs> that away. Totally. Right. Yeah. But I do think that it's in there for a reason and it is very compelling. And But I do feel like for sure prayer does change us. Mm. I don't. It completely changes me. It retunes. Again, it just retunes my heart to being dependent on him and less dependent on me. Yeah. And more open-handed with whatever the outcome is. If I believe that God is good, if I believe that God has purpose to my life and to me being in tune with him, me laying things at his feet on a regular basis changes my right. independence and more dependence on him and okay with the outcome. Yeah. I went to uh, poop. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. Uh, Katya McCrane's funeral oh, on gosh. Saturday. Oh, no. I can't shake it. Like, right. I just can't. Hearing her mom, mm. Katya struggled with depression, like, her entire life. And yeah. she was absolutely violated as a kid. And she mm-hmm. was scarred and traumatized and all of these things. The prayer that Melinda would pray mm. over this girl to take away the anxiety, to take away the scars, to take away the hurt, to was always praying that with intention. And in the end, God did not answer the prayer the, prayer the way that Melinda thought that God was going to answer that mm. prayer. But it changed Melinda's heart. And yeah. it made her see God in a way and trust him in a way yeah. that he was weaving Katya's life and Melinda's life and her family's life in the way that he intended for the outcome that he had, that he had intended. Mm-hmm. And be able to let lay that at, like to the extreme of yeah. Katya's ending. Mm. Lay that at God's feet and trust that he had good. Yeah. And say that out loud. That blows my mind that this woman has prayed 16 years over this mm. girl um, for healing and seeing many answers to prayer. I'm thinking of even like the testimony now of Katya's life and the, the work that you're starting to see through conversations and other hurting people because of Katya. Mm. It's just, it's being answered in different ways. Right. And it changed Melinda in the process. Yep. It absolutely grew her dependence on an hourly, daily basis through that. I just think that's incredible. And like, that was an absolutely large story of how God changed, used prayer to change her heart, which is cool. Yeah. I can share one. Yeah, do it. I'm sorry. This went heavy real fast and I didn't even cry. I just can't shake it. I, uh, so I don't think I need his permission because he's pretty out outwardly about this. But my husband was an alcoholic for many years. And when things just got really bad in our marriage because of it, I was journaling about how frustrated I was, you know, and it was kind of a prayer journal. And it was a lot of like, you know, this is terrible. I'm so frustrated. I don't understand, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, getting after God to be like, are you even going to do something about this? Like, there's injustice here, you know? I feel like that's a fair prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And literally as I'm journaling and as I'm writing, it was like the spirit just kind of over, not in a weird way, but the spirit just impressed upon me and I can like picture the words. And he said to me, Summer, do you remember what you were like when I found you? Mm. You know, do you remember the ways and the things that you loved and the people that you preferred and the behaviors that you had, Mm. you know? And so I think about that prayer a lot. That was one of the times where God was very, quite literally vocal with me. But prayer changes people. It changes me. And it gave me patience. I mean, you talk about Galatians 5 and wanting to live in love, joy, peace, patience, all of that kind of stuff. But until you're in the fire and until things are really hard, you don't get to exercise those muscles when the world's great. And it gave me an empathy and it gave me it gave me a way to look at Paul the way that God looks at him as valuable Mm. and wonderfully made and chosen by him. You know, it's like all these things I needed to be reminded of. And I think that's part of the magic of prayers that should bring you low to a point of humility. And it should remind you of who you really are and who other people really are as image bearers. And I think that's supernatural. I feel like that ability to, almost level the playing field. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what happens a little bit in prayer. You become very much like what we were reading before about the pompous prayer versus the the closet prayer. You journaling and you Mm. lamenting to God about, come on, God, like, Like, just show up. Yeah. And for him to whisper to you, hey, remember you? Yeah. Hey, remember your stuff? That does not happen in the world. That is a total God thing where he softens 
he comes as a whisper to soften your heart. That's just cool. Yeah, I find more times that God isn't interested in changing the other people. He's interested in changing me. It's so true. And so, which is hard, especially like you just hit, like a lot of people listening, I know probably have, I mean, everybody has issues with spouse, maybe not to the ex- extreme that you've walked, mm. but like the dependence on God to change your heart instead of God, will yeah. you show up and will you ch- just make this person do what yeah. I want this person, oh. my, my spouse do this. Yeah. Like, that's not the point of prayer. Right. The point of prayer is you. It's not a magic Santa Claus. Go do that, right. Santa Claus. Right. It's refining your well, heart. Well, I started there. God Which is good. God you do all... No, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of it is... It's like, God, help him to, you know, be sober. Help our... Yeah. You know, all of this. And over the months, it turned into like, okay, if this is as bad as it gets, if this is what I... You know, if this is my struggle, if I get this and not a child with leukemia mm. or somebody who dies too early, you know what I mean? Like, if this is what it is, then okay, just don't don't let me walk this alone. Like, please just be with me. That's a big deal. And it totally changed my heart. And God intervened and changed my husband too. So, you know, he did. I know. There's a lot of tears. <laughs> I'm telling you though, that's why I think this matters because yeah. I feel like if you're holistically look, looking at your life, how to love the Lord God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor, you can't not talk about stuff that changes you. Yeah. This is prayer. It changes how you yeah. look at people. It yeah. changes how you look at your husband. Totally. That's yep. cool. Totally. So how do how should we pray? I love this question. <laughs> I had lots of thoughts about yep. this question. Yep. So Jesus repeatedly addresses God as Father, encourages us to do the same. This promise of an intimate relationship with a loving Father encourages us to not to bring not just occasional things or major concerns, but everything to Him. Mm. With this intimacy comes great power. And Lindsay spends the rest of the article detailing the many ways Christians throughout the ages have accomplished great things through the power of prayer. Prayer shouldn't be pursued by a legalistic mindset, but by desire. Hmm. We pray not just because we should, but because we want to, because we long for connection and for God. And so Lindsley concludes, believers stress the importance of prayer in all kinds of circumstances. And this is not merely a duty, though, but ought to be a matter of desire. When believers through the ages have experienced an encounter with God, they find it not only unforgettable, but something that increases their desire to pray. And this thought, like, again... Some of you the listening are not married people, but even like if you're relating to your parents, yeah. I am, when it com- comes to my relationship with Matt, to to want to be in communion with him, to want to be in his presence, to want to desire his relationship, mm-hmm. the more that I act on it, the more it grows. It's almost like this cyclical, yeah. like a lot of times, like in the early parts of our marriage, I would look at him and be like, why does he just do this for me? Why doesn't he love me this way? Why doesn't he tell me this? Why doesn't he yeah. do this more? But when I take the, the, the gaze off of him and more on myself, and I put the discipline of acting um, in a loving way towards him, in a relational way towards him, it grows my desire. Yep. It just naturally, if I'm totally. doing that, dependent on God and I'm just doing that, it's the same thing with prayer. The more that you do it, the more you're going to desire it. Yeah. So, Ricardo Stewart used to be yeah. a pastor um, at Redemption Gilbert and he had this story about feeding the different beasts. Have yeah. you heard this story? It was, a, <laughs> it's it's the two dogs. So you have two mm. dogs and whichever one, you have a good dog and you have a bad dog. <laughs> so again, very simple. Yep. So you're laughing. No, it's, it's a good dog and a bad dog. So whatever dog that you're feeding more, the good dog, say like you're feeding it um, prayer, you're feeding it um, spending time with God, you're feeding it community, you're feeding it just truths yep. and things. The other dog, if you're spending time feeding um, your pride, if you're spending time feeding yeah. it your anxiousness, if you're spending time feeding it your indifference, whichever dog you're feeding more, that is the dog that is going to win and grow and flourish. Yeah. So like thinking of prayer and the two different dogs, if I am feeding that prayer dog, it's again, stupid analogy, and I'm <laughs> no. realizing it hardcore right now as I'm saying it, but I it makes li- sense in my mind. It's easy to follow. I like it. Okay. If you're feeding that prayer dog on a regular basis, it's going to naturally grow and it's going to grow and just become a regular thing and something that you desire to see it grow. So I like that when it comes to this because it's very practical. It's very pragmatic. Yep. It's almost like Schrader used to say, do it until because it's right until it feels right. It's so the same thing. Like you do the, this discipline of praying and talking to God, even though you don't have that feeling necessarily in the beginning. Right. But you do it long enough and the feeling starts to grow and it's just, it becomes your heartbeat. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorite Psalms to hang out in is Psalm 1. 
Mm. And it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whether whatever they do prospers. And I love, that I love the imagery of like this huge weighty tree next to a river and it's quiet and it's calm and it's, you know, it's beautiful. And I always feel like that's what I want to do. I want to just sit and meditate on the Lord and it will grow and stir my affections to the point where I will constantly mm. be coming back. Think of the episode that we did on identity. And mm. I think of when the more that you depend on prayer and the more you turn your gaze from yourself and more to God and what he has um, intended for your life, I think that your identity becomes less again of yourself and more in what he has for you and and you grow in that and so like thinking of that truth that has deeper roots again it goes to the practicality of every day choosing to do this because you know that those roots are going to take they're going right. to deepen and this this fight against myself versus god's god's best for me and like that identity conversation that we had had yep. it just lessens and it becomes easier to take root in the things of god i feel yeah. like the more yeah. that we communicate with it yeah I agree. I went on. Um, yeah, I got super <laughs> basic. <laughs> yep. So, like, thinking of parenting and thinking of my kids and thinking of, like, thinking of, like, the childlikeness and, like, yeah. being practical and, and feeding that, the good dog of uh, the praying habits, whatever. I wrote down every basic thing that I could think A of. A lot. I did. I'm just going to go because I think maybe it'll maybe speak yeah, to somebody. Totally. But so, for me, when I first started, like, again, Paul Miller, The Praying Life book, yep. Thinking Like a Child. That comes natural for me. I'm so, <laughs> so just going to say that. But dumbing it down to like basic activities that we do every day and attaching a prayer to go with that sure. to form habits. So like yep. brushing your teeth. <laughs> yep. God, may my words be clean and honor you and encourage others today. Yep. Opening a door. God, will you bless my family and friends and will you call them by name? God, if they're not saved, will you will you save them? Yep. When I'm cleaning my glasses, which happens all Matt hates my <laughs> dirty glasses all the time, but God, will you help me see people as you see people? I pray that a lot when I'm editing. Like when I have to put my editing glasses on, yeah. and I'm like, okay, God, will you let me see them that, yep. that you see them? Yeah. God, when, uh, when I put on my socks and shoes, God, will you guide my path and where I spend my energy at? May I be a blessing to other people. When I turn on the car, this is the one that I do a lot, please remind me and grant me the power to serve in the spirit. It's mm, good. It is good because I tend to like put on autopilot and I'll turn on the keys and I'll just go and run on my own strength and so for that one it's a good one on my way to work God thank you for providing a job and vocation to provide for me and my family's needs and then you pray over the people that you know that you're going to encounter mm -hmm. with that day like the meetings and stuff that you're going to have mm -hmm. in meetings pray to focus that's a big one for me pray <laughs> to focus on the message of the meeting that's being delivered and then ask for wisdom to ask the necessary and appropriate questions and make comments that are helpful to growth when I have to work later, travel. God, would you protect my family when I'm not there? God, will you give them patience and understanding to adjust to my business and travel schedule? God, will you give me the courage to to, to set the boundaries that I need so that I may not become more consumed with my work than, you, than I am with my family life? That's my first calling. When I open a book, God, teach me, Lord, what you want me to know and help me listen and not just gain in knowledge. When I take the trash to the curb for pickup, I told you this is super mundane, but it's just, it's... Hey, it's doing everything. It is. And like when we were going through this book, we went through as a small group. And I remember talking with everybody else and being like, okay, how childlike are we going to get? Well, we just got real, we're yep. taking the trash out. So God, day. will you bless those who serve our community? The trash man, the, my neighbors in the cul-de-sac, will you bless the, the people who serve our community? Walking the dog, walking gunner. God, thank you for providing a break in the day by caring for this animal that physically slows me down and reminds me to get outside and experience you on a daily basis. That is a good habit for me with Gunner. Yep. When I open up the computer, I create passwords and codes to, codes to remind me to pray or ask for wisdom mm -hmm. or for the people. Like my code is, has to do with Matt. And so like, I'm, it reminds me to pray for Matt. It yeah. reminds me to think of him. So like, I don't do this always. So please don't hear that I'm awesome. I'm like, at wow, this. you pray. I don't. Time. But like when when I'm conscious of it, and when yeah. I when I'm like going through it, when when I think of praying without ceasing, yeah. I have to dumb it down so much so that it has to be little things right. like this. Otherwise, I'll forget. Yep. And it's like when when I'm praying at night before I go to sleep, I'll start praying and then I'll fall asleep. So unless yep. I'm intentional with stuff like this, it's hard for me to yeah. pray without ceasing. No, attaching prayers I think yeah. is great and 
helps you remember and it helps you pray about the things that you always think you want to pray yes. about and you forget to pray about. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So there, here's another exercise for all you people that like to do stuff. Mm. It's called a five by five by five. Ooh, I like this. Um, so this is a practice that uh, I've done not every week for always, but I've done seasons of it. I try to do it regularly. I, I feel like I kind of go back and forth between different practices and I'm trying to figure out what I like best. But I love this one because it's 15. So it's five minutes in your Bible wherever and whatever mm. psalms is a really great place to hang out and meditate or just read a chapter don't be looking for gold nuggets and mountaintops just keep reading for five minutes that's a bumper sticker yeah. don't be looking for <laughs> say that again golden nuggets and mountaintops yeah. i love that yeah there's a lot i i feel like a lot of bible reading is like mm. i'll read until i get whatever it is like no how about you just read it you'll get something eventually totally so reading for five minutes Praying over whatever you read for five minutes or whatever God brings to you. And then be quiet mm. for five minutes and just listen to what God has for you. It's freaking 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes a day. Gets you in your Bible. It gets you in prayer. And it practices the idea of being silent. It's great. Yeah. It's really I feel great. like a lot of people say, I want to be better. I want to be better. Yep. I want to be better. You kind of dumb it down to five by five by five. Yeah. You got to be willing to do that. It's easy and practical. I feel like people feel spiritually stunted because they don't want to do things mm. you have to do things mm. um if you know a vegan or a crossfitter they will tell you about all the things that they do <laughs> you just outed a lot of people i, I love yeah it's no, my so daughter's true. a vegan it's 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 my fine. sister yeah. is a crossfitter and it's so true they will talk about yeah. it they're doing all of these things to feed their crossfit body and their vegan lifestyle and if you want to f you know if you want to be a christian there are things you got to do and it's hard. And it's this idea that you can just sit there and wait and God's just going to sometimes, but really, I mean, that's very baby. Like that is very, that is not, that is not working yeah. out your faith with, no. with, with intention yeah. and, and humility. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, not, it's I just, a... I feel like that was a lot and a lot of, I mean, we could totally go a longer time about different types of prayer, yep. like all the different ways to pray. But I feel like that was a good start. And the why behind we think yep. prayer is attached to creativity. Yep. You should end on this Charles Spurgeon quote. I do like that. Yeah. If you believe in prayer at all, expect God to hear you. If you do not expect, you will not have. Hmm. I feel like that's a little Yoda-ish, but it's so. if you do not expect, <laughs> you will not have. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Like if we go and we think we're spewing words out into the universe, empty words without expectation, hmm. you're never going to see answer to prayer. You're never going to see growth. You're never going to see more of the Holy Spirit or experience more of the Holy Spirit. But if we yeah. go with expectation, I feel like God says he's good and he says he will show up. Yep. yep. So we'll be in touch this week on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Obviously, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We'd love to even be praying for you by name. 100%. So DM, email, whatever. Yeah, and we'll probably Reach post out. something, uh, yep. a post asking for specific prayer. Yep. Please start to interact. I know that we said that at the beginning yep. and maybe it sounds a little bossy, <laughs> but I feel like we're never going to grow as a community. And there are a lot of you that are so amazing at texting yep. us, at emailing us, at calling us, as having face-to-face -face conversations, but we want we want more. And so we yep. want, that has to start on social media. It's social media, social. Which means you got to be social. I know. So I know. it's hard, but you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> if we can do it, you can do it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. See ya. Edit that out. Yep. That's good. We, we're good at editing out. <laughs> we can edit all this out. Nobody has to hear our awkwardness. That's good. Okay. Totally. Mm. Totally. Very mm. Supernatural. Because <laughs> right now it's going to be supernatural because it's loud right now. That's right. <laughs> The expectation. Expectation. That's not a word. Inspection. Expect, Expect you're talking like me. <laughs> I'm rubbing off. Expectation. You're, you're rubbing off. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs>